Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Erios. Welcome to The Complete Man, an instructional lecture series guaranteed to transform you into the man of your dreams. With your host, Franklin May. Part 2, Fraternity, or Brother Knows Best. Chapter 1, Adolescence. When a baby is hatched from its mother's mossy divide, it is vital to provide four things. Food, clothing, shelter, and brotherhood. But sir, you may ask, what if the baby is a girl baby? Well... There's a type of brotherhood for girls as well. It's called she-brotherhood. But I don't know how it works, and so I won't dare where science fears to tread. But brotherhood? Well, brother, that's something I know a little bit about. You see, there's a proper and accessible civic or fraternal organization for every American male in every stage of their life, provided they meet certain requirements set forth in the Old Testament Book of Ruth. The way it goes is that Ruth not sure of her last name, describes the ancient ritual of brotherhood in such a way as to make me want to share my briefs with a stranger. Now, this was written well before the modern time when our Lord and Savior, Jesus of Bethlehem, first rode the stallion of Galilee across a giant lake of shit. But I think many of its major appeals still stand. Here's a passage from Ruth herself. And lo, Caesar said unto his brother Tuckus, Tuckus, won't you share the bath? And Caesar knew that the water would grow cold, but the grime of the two boys' bodies would intertwine, and forever would it be mud. Ruth Hendrigandes, Jerusalem Flats, Israel. Do you see? In order to be a fully formed man of proper standing, one must be successfully integrated into polite society. And so when I started this episode by recalling the birth of a child, it was because the minute that kid gophers out of his musty warren, you should feed it, clothe it, shelter it, and get it enrolled in an approved social organization. To start, the natural choice is the venerable and age-old Pup Scouts of America, a gathering of youths and mentors steeped in the rites and tradition of our domestic forebearers and open to any race and shade of Anglo-Saxon. I was a member... My son will be a member, and so should you have been. Even if, and I know this is controversial, you have to go back as a fully grown man and start from scratch. Sound scary? Well, to help you along, I decided to return to my local Pup Scout pack to participate in one of their all-in-good-fun, nothing-sinister-here hazing and initiation rituals. I'm sure the current young lads of Pup Scouts Den 424 will be just as tender and accommodating now as they were to me back in the salad days of the 1930s. Let's take a listen. Well, hello there, Gary. Good to see you. I really appreciate you letting me record this little experiment with a couple of your little fellas. 
Well, Freck, I got to tell you, it allows me to go down and take care of some business. You're a busy man, and you're a pillar of the community, and we thank you for that. Uh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Now, two of these boys, are they're, they're, they're some of the best pup scouts you're ever going to meet. Well, that's all I ask. One of them got fire starting badge last week, and another one of them got money counting merit badge. They both got the, the pillow talk badge. So, you know, kids, come in here. Come on in. Come on. Stop playing ping pong and come in here. Boys, boys, uh, salute, please. Hello. 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 I'd like to introduce you to Freckland May. He is a, a former pup scout, if you can believe that. Long, long ago, That's he right. was just like you, wearing the uniform with his neckerchief all the way up. Brandon. You were a pub scout, Mr. May? That's right. Back in the 1930s, and I went through a hazing ritual like we're going to do today, and it was full of good old-fashioned fun. Things like Indian burns and dry willies. Have a great time, fellas. I gotta go down to the hamburger shack and slice some American cheese. Bye, Mr. Nesbitt. Bye, Mr. Nesbitt. Goodbye. Bye, Gary. So, Freckles... Whoa, here we go. What's your name, son? My name's Lucifer. (laughs) Lucifer is a licorice head. Why, what does that mean? He's got red hair. Well, who's getting the hazing here? I'm Brandon. Brandon's a licorice face, because he's an Indian. I am not. A licorice face or an Indian? One time I got lost in the woods, and when my parents found me, I was covered with tribal markings. And now everyone calls me an Indian. All right, boys, so what'll it be? A little Charlie horse, or what's the story? Well, things are a little different here nowadays, Mr. Freckles. We don't know what it was like in the 30s, because we weren't born yet. (laughs) We were just little angels up in God's heaven. Except for me, I was in Lucifer's den. Oh, boy. That's what my mom says. She said that the first time I lit the couch on fire. And my baby brother Lawrence was dead. (laughs) I don't like the way you look. Why, you've got a little worm in your eye. Just wait till it wiggles out. You want to touch it, Mr. Freckles? What kind of hazing is this? This isn't like I remember. I know what we're going to do to Freckles. What? We're going to give him a spanking for every mole on his body. Oh, no. I'm mostly mole these days. Hey, Mr. Freckles. Yes? What's that name mean anyway? I've never met anyone called Freckles. It's not my real name. My real name is Frecklin. It's an old family name. Family? Sure. What's that? (laughs) Why, don't you have a family? Well, I have a mother and a dead brother. Didn't you know? Lucifer's a well baby. What's a well baby? That means he was raised in a well. You can't be raised in a well. There's no food down there to speak of. Of course I was raised in a well. How do you think I got out of there? (laughs) (laughs) All right. This hazing is some kind of emotional abuse or something. I don't think I understand. Okay, Freckles, you want to join our scout troop? You're going to have to eat this stick. Pull down your pants, Brandon. Make him eat your stick. Hey, now, there's no call for vulgarity. And besides, no one can eat a stick. Chew it up, baby. Why, you look distressed, Mr. Freckles. What's the problem? Cat got your tongue. Cat got your stick. You wish. (laughs) Okay, knock it off. Let's get to the good old-fashioned hazing, like, oh, I don't know, freezing my briefs. Forget that. Eat your briefs. 
I'm not going to eat my briefs. Eat them. Why, I think you boys need to be taught manners. Eat them, you mud-faced bingo. Eat them or I like these matches. What are you going to do with those matches? One match. Eat a match. Two match. Eat two match. Three match. Eat them all. Four match. Light them on fire in your tummy. Five match. All right, stop it. Six match. Stop it, you're lighting them too fast. Seven match. Put them in his eyes. What? Put them in his eyes? Brandon, that's too far. You told him to eat my my wiener. Eat his wiener. No, Lucifer. Uh, I forgot the keys to the hamburger shack. I had to come all the way back. Is everything going Gary, all right, boys? Uh, oh, it's going, going great, great, Mr. Nesbitt. Brandon, Lucifer, you're, you're this close to getting your good behavior badges. Oh, Mr. Nesbitt, we're having the best time. All right, goodbye, Freckling. Gary, no, wait. Oh, I don't like this. Look, you'll put those matches away. Why, there's open cans of kerosene here in this workshop. Drink the kerosene. Yeah, you gotta drink the kerosene, and we gotta see you poop it out. Look, I don't know what you've got planned today, but this won't fly. Well, of course it won't fly. It's been broken for weeks. He's talking about our race car plane. Well, now that's something I can get on board with. You're building a go-kart that, I don't know, also flies? That's the idea. But since it doesn't work, I'd like to see you eat it. Why don't you just let me take a look at it? No! Maybe... Don't let him take a look at it. The last guy that take to looked at it was my dad. Well, my stepdad, he left. He went to Puerto Rico with Susan. I wish my dad would leave. My dad never leaves the house. He sits in that lazy boy all day while mom's out working. Isn't your dad a coyote? Just what nonsense is this? No dad can be a coyote, and every child needs a father. His dad's a coyote, and his mom's a pheasant. He's just saying that because that's their Indian names. So you are an Indian? No, my parents are, but I'm not. I'm a quarter Cherokee and three quarters Arapaho. Well, maybe you could come stay at our place. I think you'd be fast friends with my son Buzz and our daughter, the girl. I, I don't think I could be friends with the girl, Mister. I just fall in love. And how about me? I I I I, I live my brother on fire, and my mom doesn't love me no more. Well, you're a bit too much of a risk. One match, two match. Eat him. Three match. You gotta Four eat Lucifer. Match. Yeah, eat me or you're not a pup scout. I'm not gonna eat you. Eat me. No. Hey, Brandon, light some of those cherry bombs. I'm on it, Lucifer. Ooh. Oh, no. Stop. <laughs> what are you doing? No. Let's make them hop like a Mexican jelly bean. Those are dangerous. Ow. 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 Here, wrap them in this big leaf like a papoose and we'll hoist them up the tree. Wait a minute. How are you two so strong? Ow. I can't resist. We got our weightlifting merit badge, Mr. Freckles. Just what are you planning to do with me? Drop me down a well? One, two. Hold it right there. Mr. Nesbitt. Gary, you've got to help me. Give these two boys a hazing badge because you two have really earned it. Look at the look on his face. What do you mean? He's terrified, which is what hazing is all about. And now we say the Pup Scout Oath. Bye. Bye. Solemnly swear to make mean choices. Good job, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, even though my return to the Pub Scouts didn't go quite as I remember, there's no denying the fact that if those fierce little ankle biters prepare you for anything, it's the cold bite and subsequent slow and steady drain of life. So more power to them. Besides, things don't get any easier as you get older. 
and that's yet another reason to fall in with a group of chums that at every turn have your back. In your college years, that's called a fraternity. Chapter 2, College A fraternal organization is a vital part of a young man's journey, and every American college campus has a vast assortment to choose from. Why, there are the sporty and fun-loving Alpha Chi's, the serious and sober Beta News, and the hapless and ineffectual Upsilon Puds. Whatever your choice, you must first make them choose you. This is done by what's called rushing. I rushed every single fraternity at Virginia Mounds Tech, and though not a single one chose me, I chose me and started my own fraternity, Omega Omnia. Now, though my fraternity ultimately didn't include any other members as not a single fellow rushed it, I remain certain to this day that the brotherhood I experienced during those formative years in college, ones where I held weekly solitary meetings in the dank and dark supply closet of my dormitory, were some of the most memorable and special times of my young and lonely life. Fraternity. It's nice to know there's someone there when you need them. Chapter 3. Manhood and Maturity. When a boy becomes a man, he gets more than just biceps and a barrel chest. No, he gets a set of responsibilities and expectations so massive it threatens to, like dear old dad used to say, smother him like a boa constrictor made of chloroform doilies. So just how do you handle the pressures of being a husband, father, breadwinner, and saint? Well, you do it by joining the benevolent and protective order of the Elks, a place where you can go one to forty times a week to get away from the little stresses of life. A meeting hall where like-minded pals can give you the support and advice you need to keep things running smoothly at home. Heck, you might even toss back a couple of cool barley pops and have some fun doing it. Because let's face it, every man at some point in their lives faces adversities and problems in the home. Nothing to be embarrassed about. A good visit with some Elkin buddies is just the thing one needs to remind one that he's doing everything he should and that the problem at home couldn't possibly be anything to do with him. So because my race car friend Roger is going through a divorce, I thought I'd take him down to my local BPOE and introduce him to one of the grandest members I know, my former mentor, go-to guy, advice maven, and friend, Grand Master Elk Roy Cabra Sr. We met up with him at the Elk's Lodge indoor swimming pool. There he was, just holding court by fireside, smoking a scrimshaw pipe and sniffing a brandy. Let's take a listen. Roger, I'd like you to meet Roy Cabra Sr. He's the head of the Elks Lodge here and quite a counselor, if I don't say so myself. What kind of name is Raj? He's uh, short for Roger. No, but what kind of country does it come from? From Spain. White enough? Pleased to meet you. Nice to meet you, Raj. I like your style. Your eyes glimmer with hope. Thank you. Mm. Now, Roy. Who's this asshole? Well, you know me. I'm... Oh. <laughs> Get better at first impressions. I, I apologize. If it's... it isn't Freck. It is, Freck, and I wanted to introduce you to Raj I'm sorry, was my doorstep too light today? Did you get to come over and darken it? I get up, do my calisthenics, eat my cereal, and the next thing I know, I'm talking to Dick in the dirt. I'm sorry, I just thought Raj has been newly divorced, he could use a little counseling. It seems like his life isn't going the way we'd all had expected. Well, let's put the rubber hat on our hair and dive right in. Why'd you get divorced? Uh, I think it is because I'm a race car driver. Ooh. 
and uh, I am gone a lot. Hey, Freck, do me a favor. Go find a footstool so I can give him a big-ass high-five. See, si. I like your style. Marriages are always a risk. But surely marriage is the foundation from which this society is built. Yeah, but you build your house on a foundation of sand like a shit marriage. I need a race car to get away from it, too. Well, I'm a little confused. Here's the thing, Freck. First of all, fuck. Second of all, straight. Third of all, off. Fuck straight off. When you get married, you give your wife a ring. It's a circle. What does that symbolize to you? A union of two people, never-ending, infinity? See, that's why I want to just absolutely cut my own balls off every time I see this guy. You live your life in a circle, going faster and faster and faster in search of what? Pressing the limits of human abilities. Exactly. Wait, are you Spanish? Hmm? I have the ability, when testosterone is being atomized into the air around me at this level, sometimes I just take on the personality of other people. You're getting my testosterone? No, you don't have any. I'm sorry? I think I just grew an ovary. Tell me about your wife. What was her name? Her name was Rita. She alive? Si. Look, I've been doing this a long, long time. I've been working here at the Elks Lodge and team building skills. Just got back from the Congo. Ike sent me down there to put down a revolution. <laughs> we set the world's record for the world's biggest trust fall. Wow, that's pretty thrilling. I mean, I've got a hell of a model railroad. You gotta learn the difference between a period and a comma. I was still going. I'm sorry, I apologize. Dot, dot, dot. Yes? FSO. Fuck straight off? That's it. Anyway, I'm looking at you, Raj. Can I call you Raj? Please. I'm looking at you, Raj. And I've been doing this for a long, long time. I've been up, I've been down, I've been over, I've been under. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn, and a king. Wow. I wrote that song. Did you? Yeah, in the Congo. I've been doing this long enough to be able to look someone in the eye and know when I don't have any possible way of helping you. I mean, I would only be slowing you down. Oh. Raj, the only thing I could say in the negative column for a guy like you is that you're getting in the way of me helping out a guy that really needs it, like this guy over here. Well, uh, excuse me. I'm the one with a stable marriage and a successful career. And Tell a me about your marriage, would you? Well, I've been married to Maribel for seven to eight years at this point. Is that the crazy lady with the records? She does have a series of audio lectures, which this will be as well. I like the one where she taught everybody how to make a nice knit cozy to keep your husband's genitals in. Okay, now, she never did anything like that. I made it up. Look, we have a very American, traditional marriage. Yeah? Walk me through the last things you do before you fall asleep together. Well... Uh, First off, the fact that you're even sleeping together every night makes me very concerned. Very concerned. How do you mean? Grow a pair. Don't sleep The modern man doesn't need to sleep next to a woman every night. Where will he sleep? On the rooftop. You got a roof? Yes. Get the fuck up there and take five. But it's an 80-degree slope. All I'm hearing is excuses. I literally can't physically stay up there if I fall asleep. You build a little beam situation, like a little lean-to. Well, now we're talking. Yeah. I like to work with my hands. Yeah? Do it yourself. I got some wood right here in the shed. Why don't we start getting to work? Okay. Show me your saw skills. You hand me a saw. Oh, man. Oh, God. The fact that you even need a saw. <laughs> This is the Elk's Lodge. You know what the Elk symbolizes? What? A giant, furry, four-footed, free-fucking-forest animal. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't see that in you at all. What do you see in me? I see Raj coming there. He's got stag horns as big as a house. What about me? You're like a little Bambi. I take offense to that. You're, you're, you're a little animated pussy, dear. Excuse me, I won't take this. You're a little animated pussy, dear. Stop it. You're a little animated pussy, dear. Raj! LAPD! I did not come here to be insulted. I'm a member of this lodge. What do you think, Raj? I think he's the, the deer you were describing. You know what I say? What's that? See? It seems as though I did not need the help. I'm a father. I don't need this. Look, since you're such an apron string type, why don't you go and make me a sandwich or two? Raj, we're having chicken fights in the deep end. I want to get on top of you and start slapping. <laughs> 
introduction. Catch you later, my brother. Well, as you can see, from the Pup Scouts of America to the Omega Omnias of college to the Grand Elks of maturity, there's an old sport or a friendly chum at every stop just waiting to offer their hand in brotherhood. It's very comforting to know that going through life, there's always someone to call on if in the extremely rare and definitely unlikely event I should stumble, I've got someone there to pick me up. That's right, friends. Brotherhood. Don't go it alone. We'll see you next time. The Complete Man with Matt Gorley as Frecklin May, Chris Tallman as Ruth, Amanda Lund as Brandon Littlefeather, Maria Blasucci as Little Lucifer Lawrence, Jeff Davis as Roy Cabris Sr., and me, Mark McConville, as Roger the Racecar Driver, Pup Scout Master Gary Nesbitt, and Mort the Announcer. The Complete Man is written and produced by Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Amanda Lund. Until next time, this is Mort Kleinman for The Complete Man. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 